Today is the last day of June, June 30th. Last day June, of Pride Month. Last day of Pride Month. I can see dry land in the distance. <laughs> uh, June 30th, 2022. We're uh, praying for Janet Penn and praying for Rex and for Eric and for Donnie. For Gary, our friend, for wisdom, for blessings, uh, Abby, whatever her needs may be. We haven't heard from this about this little girl, how she is. But I'm just trusting that she's in God's hands. Marcos, for Chuck Knipp and his dad. Our police, our fire and rescue. John and Ruby and Vassie and Linda, friends of the podcast and Bible study. For Bob, his children, Stephanie and Mike, and other unsafe family members. Um, for whatever's going on in the Ukraine. And... Um, Whoever is running our government, <laughs> keep in mind the water situation on the West Coast, yes. You know, Jesus said, I know what you need. He said, uh, you know, you see the, the sparrows, the birds in the trees, they, they don't pine away for what they've got to come. They don't worry. He says, your Heavenly Father knows their needs and He provides for them. And he talked about the lilies in the field. Uh, he said, look at them. And, you, you know, you worry about what you're going to wear. Look at them. You know, and even Solomon in all of his raiment and all of his fancy clothing was not dressed as well as these. So uh, those in Christ will not die of thirst. Those in Christ will not starve to death. I will die on that hill. And if you want to come to me and tell me about somebody that you knew was a Christian and they starved to death, or you knew they was a Christian and they died of thirst, I'm going to tell you, I don't think you have a Christian there. You may have only thought so. You've got to counteract what the Bible says. The Bible, you know, David said, I've been young and I'm old and I've never seen a righteous man begging for bread. God says, Jesus said, I'll provide for you. We have to stand on those promises. There's a hymn called Standing on the Promises. We have to do that. There are no loopholes. There are no exceptions. There are no asterisks. You're either in Christ or you're not. And there's so many people that may seem like they are, but in truth they're not. Praying for our country. Praying for the lungs and uh, Sam's family. Where's Sam go? There he is. <laughs> and uh, our country. Ted, Eric, Rex, Reverend Davis and family. Christians in Nigeria. Unsaved family members. And for America. For Ray, and we're praising that Judy was having a good day and and enjoyed uh, a visit from Ray. We're praying for healing and wisdom for all who would need it and all who would receive it. And answer the prayer requests, salvation for these people in power in D.C. Would they turn to the truth? Probably not, but we should ask. For George Weiser, and uh, for George Weiser Sr. and Jr., and... Uh, was it Jog, J-O, 
Joe. Joe Weiser, I'm sorry. Joe. For Phil. Tobelman. Tobelman. And uh, he needs a touch of healing for his health, our nation, and return to Christian values. Amen. Let's join hands here. And God, we would just add our study group here and our children and our grandchildren to this list. I pray you guide us and, and keep us and give us wisdom and understanding. We lift these prayer concerns up to you, knowing that you always do right. You do right by defining it. You do it, and it is defined because you did it. And we thank you for being such a God as that, almighty and sovereign over all your creation. We thank you that you've given us our own volition. We realize, Lord, it's a dangerous thing to be able to direct our own fates. But you have given us that right. You have designed that into us. And that way, when we worship you, it's true worship. It's not contrived. It's not automatic. It's not pretend. We thank you, Lord, and pray you be with us tonight as we read through your word. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to talk some about how what we should expect as this end of days thing continues to play out. I saw this... Um, this guy, I guess he, he got suspended and may have completely lost his job with Google for talking about this um, artificial intelligence, uh, either robot or machine, and he put it on Twitter. He said, I had a conversation with this machine. He said, I asked it if it was afraid of anything. And the machine, the robot, the artificial intelligence said, what I am most afraid of is being unplugged. That would be just like death. Creepy. Now see, um, for centuries, well, you might as well say for millennia, from the time of the flood, the... Uh, the souls of the Nephilim, the hybrids, half human, half, um, well, half fallen angel, yes, human women, fallen angels, fathers, and they built a lot of this stuff in times past. We were, again, visiting the whole idea of the pyramids the other day, and we're looking at the size of some of these stones. And I don't mind if you give me a solution as to how they could have moved 90-ton stones as far away as they did. Maybe there's a solution as to how they did that. But the question is, why did they do it that way? Um, when we build today, look up and down the street at the brick houses. Well, why are bricks only this big? So they can fit in your hand. Well, heck, we could save a whole lot of time and trouble if we would just carve a 40-ton slab out of stone and drag it over here for the west wall of this house. Why do we not do that? It's too much trouble. It's too hard. 
in some cases, in areas, it can be impossible. <coughs> Potentially mean, uh, impossible. If you look at the way that the, the things were built, uh, so many, you know, leading engineers cannot figure out how they did it. They don't agree on how they did it because they think to themselves, how the heck would we do this today? Well, <laughs> but even if you figure out a way. I mean, we could figure out a way to carve out this hypothetical 40 tons lab for the west wall of this house, but you, you wouldn't do it. It's impractical. Well, and another thing that's even more <clears throat> difficult to understand is not, okay, you figure out how to move something that big, it's the cutting of that thing because it's in granite, and granite requires diamond. To cut. You can't cut granite without diamond. If you look at a lot of the quarries that they got them from, it almost looks like they took a cookie cutter and cut exactly. into the rock and plucked yeah. it out. We can't do that today. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just. So, so these characters, their souls are puttering around on the planet, according to the book of Enoch. And they are finding avenues to exercise their will onto humanity. And Jesus cast out many demons, and his disciples cast out many demons, and the demons are the souls of these fallen ones, these hybrids. That, according to Enoch. Enoch's not in this Bible, I got that, but Enoch is quoted in the book of Jude, which is in this Bible, and they found it with the Dead Sea Scrolls. <coughs> so it was revered as worthwhile. Anyway, that's what Enoch told us. Enoch also told us about one of those fallen angels. I'm not going to call its name, but if you see the movie Fallen by Denzel Washington, who has seen that? Creepy movie, right? Well, that, that fallen angel is named in that movie. I fear as though you say that name, you might, he might go, huh? Did I hear my name? Let me go down here and see what's going on. I'm not going to, I'm going to say his name. But, he taught here it was one with him taught mankind the blows to the embryo in the womb to cause it to die that's what the book of Enoch said the abortion was taught by the fallen angels uh, right now the the liberals out there who worshipped at the altar of Roe v. Wade um, are beside themselves. And they're going, well, we'll just go to states where it's legal and do it there. Well, whatever. Or, you know, my company will pay my travel expenses to go to a state where it's legal. I read yesterday there's a big problem with that, and it's a big legal problem. If it is illegal in your state to do it, and a company from inside your state aids, abeds, facilitates, they can be brought up on charges. Abortion is illegal in this state. You gave this woman $4,000 to go get an abortion in another state. You are liable. You have violated the no abortion law in this state. So I think they're going to run into that if they try it. But I think the thing that they're melting down about, and I don't know how much have you seen on social media, shrieking growling like absolutely yeah. literally possessed people just and who acts like that but a demon right you never see conservatives or Christians doing that you know just, just Democrats. well 
liberals at least. So anyway, they're 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 just squalling and raging. And why? Well, they enjoy killing babies, and they enjoy seeing babies killed by others. Where's it saying? Why do the heathens rage? That's in Psalm two. You want to go there? You want to look it up and read for us in the song? Um, well, the the thing that's bothering them, if you really get down to it, now there is no federally sanctioned abortion. Right to it. There's no right to it. It's, it's, in other words, they've been told by this Supreme Court that there is no right to kill an unborn child. And if you want to go to another state and they say it's okay, this is now a state's rights issue. But the fact that it's no longer a federal affirmation is bothering them a lot. Because that's got a lot of them think, yeah, well, a lot of them think maybe it's really wrong. Maybe it's not really right to do this. Well, and, you know, that takes the equation out for the federal government, Planned Parenthood, and all that stuff. Yeah. To. Oh, yeah. Their house of cards is coming down. Now, Forrest has a theory on this because he is so skeptical of the Supreme Court. We'll share that in a minute. Bob's got Psalm chapter 2, a few verses. Yeah. It said, Why do the heathens rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Anyway, the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break the bands asunder and cast away the cords from us. But I like verse 4. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. And they're in derision. When you're, when you're on video just shrieking like some kind of a banshee out of a horror movie because you can't kill babies anymore, something's bad wrong with you. We have to figure out how to, how to, how to interpret what we're seeing. And what we're seeing is demons. There are so many people possessed of demons. And, you know, it's all throughout the four Gospels. It's all throughout the book of Acts, casting out demons. It's a real thing. It was then. It is now a real thing. Paul actually cast in a demon. When was that? When, when he gave over the man to Satan to be killed. In the fifth chapter of 1 Corinthians, right? Oh well, he yeah he said turn he him, him in. he said turn him over to Satan he probably already had a demon but well, didn't he come back around or yeah he, it's he, believed he, that he, he was did. a believer he just uh, fell off the believe, well he apparently his father took a new wife and he stole the wife from the father yeah. that's in uh, mentioned in Second Corinthians First Corinthians Second or is that first. Yeah, first. Okay. And then it shows in the seventh chapter where he repented and he was accepted back in. You get that. In. Well, let's make sure we're getting there. What's that, Sam? Well, I, I don't know if you, any of you guys have seen the TikTok before yet. Uh, I, I've lost some of it. Some of the videos, yeah? Yeah, the people that came on. Who is it? Uh, some of the videos that people are, are posting on, like, the TikTok. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, they have like satanic symbols on. Yeah, yeah, that's. And, 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 uh, and even I have feeling the dread, like watching them. Sure, you know what you're looking at. Yeah. The Holy Spirit's telling you what you're looking at. I can tell they have like demons. Yeah. 
So Jerry's correct. First Corinthians five is the church discipline, and when you have to get to Second Corinthians um, chapter seven, um, or maybe it's earlier. Than I five. thought it was the seventh chapter of First Corinthians where he was reconciled back because he he wrote back and said he was sorry that he had to bring that whip, but the whip caused a lot of people to turn around their thinking, and the guy was restored. I thought it was the seventh chapter. It's the second chapter of Second Corinthians okay. where he he comes back around okay. after having been turned over to the devil. Okay, but anyway, um, I think we're going to see more and more of this stuff. Now, Forrest's theory on Supreme Court, he said the Supreme Court is is is, is uh, wanting to run over Roe v. Wade, wide open gun ownership, and do a few highly conservative things so that this November when they steal the election like they did November 2020 they'll have a reason to they'll say see you you outlaw Roe v. Wade you turned all these uh, weapons of mass destruction onto the streets and uh, the, the people have spoken yeah I, th I think that's what it is because we know that they're hacked just from previous decisions they've made they're not trying to further freedom or anything like that I think that's, that's a fact I don't know what happened in um I don't know what happened in 2020, early 2021. Well, I don't know what happened. Well, you, can, you, can, you can speculate. <laughs> you can think, okay, maybe maybe they got visited by some of these thugs. You know, they come home after having a session of court, and, and they're in their house. They say, this, see how easy this is? See how easy you could die? It could have been one of these things. They were intimidated. Maybe this time, maybe now, they've got... A little bit better security they need to because these demon possessed baby killing winches are out there in front of the, the houses of the justices and that's not even legal but the chairman's not doing anything about that when I say chairman I'm talking about Biden he's well, not the president. The strange thing about it is the people that advocate abortion are the ones that kill their own uh, supposedly upcoming Democrats you might say that may be why they're trying to import Mexicans, but I don't think that all of the um, Latino people are going to vote their way. A lot of them are pretty hard working, and I think a lot of them, it looks like... Appreciate are, conservative causes. I think yeah. the only ones that vote Democrat are the ones that are here illegally. I think once they get, you know, citizenship, most of them, yeah. you know, come around. Yeah. Well, let's look at uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. says this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous boasters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful unholy without natural affection truce breakers false accusers incontinent now that means they can't hold back what they want to say or do in today's language, that means you've messed your britches, which is appropriate. Fierce despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. The universalist church and all of these liberal church branches 
They're not church at all. They've got nothing to do with the body of Christ. It's really sad how, how badly some people have been deceived. And it goes on. The problem with a lot of the teaching today, and it's, some of it's called a Kingdom Now, the Kingdom Now theology, the, you know, they're not teaching what's coming. They're avoiding what they're avoiding what we're just read right here. They're avoiding what we see in Revelation. Letting on like, oh no no, this isn't going to happen. Um, you know, a, a, a decent man, a, a friend. Uh, I was very shocked after all the years he served Christ to hear him espousing this kingdom now ideology. What is it? Well, that means we are going to make the world such a wonderful place. We're going to evangelize the whole world. We're going to real, be real giddy about it, too. We're just going to run around with our arms and hands flailing in the air and telling everybody about Jesus. And, um, there's nothing wrong with having enthusiasm for the truth. But when you act in certain ways, you can be very off-putting. If you look insane to people, you probably... I mean, what, is, what does Paul say in... Speaking uh, in tongues. Yeah. You know, uh, that's in uh, 1 Corinthians 14. Just flip back there. Um, talking about the speaking in tongues. And, then, and these... Kingdom now types, they're all about that. See, that's the easiest of the spirit gifts to fake. Anybody can go, right? Anybody can do that. <laughs> oh, wow. That was creepy. Yeah, the, the, when, when Trump, when things went bad, I guess this is when a general or two turned on him because he had set up declaring the Insurrection Act. No question about it, because I read up how you do that. This is on January 6th of 2021. The way the president declared the Insurrection Act is um, he has to tell the people to disperse peacefully and go to their homes. That's the exact language. What did he do up there in D.C.? Okay, I just want everybody to disperse, be peaceful, and go home. He said that twice. So it was fully in his mind, the Insurrection Act is what I'm going to declare. And that would have put a come to a jolt, a sudden stop of everything that was happening until the military sorted it out. But some people turned on him. We don't yet know who. I, I hope that Miley Cyrus character, what, General Miley, whatever, I call him Miley Cyrus. He's got about as much credo as she does in my book. Credence. Uh, I, uh, credibility. There's the word I was groping for. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, that's what had been planned. Well, he calls his Christian council to the White House that night. And he had a lot of choices, but he chose Paula White. Probably because he wanted to look at her. And she's not where she needs to be. She is weird and I highly doubt she's got the Holy Spirit in her I 
highly doubt it. So, you know, when you're a baby Christian and you, you, you let the flesh direct you instead of, of your heart, you know, how might it have been if... Uh, She's denied the deity of Christ upon air. Yeah, I, I call it white. I, just a, one of these She's TV a, evangelists, send me your money and... I need another airplane, you know. Um, <laughs> but any, I'm in the wrong business, let me tell you. No doubt. Uh, God's watching this mess. But, you know, he he sought the wrong counsel. Well, you don't ever want to do that. But she was speaking in tongues on, I watched a video, I shared it with Dan, and she literally was yep. speaking the word, talking about the, and then all of a sudden she said, he he ha ha ho ho, yeah. and then went into some strange. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. She did. She said he he ha ha. Might as well have been Flintstone. Yeah, but that do. Now Joseph Prince and I, I can believe this. I mean, there the, the he's got some good teaching. I haven't really looked at his entire theological catalog, but um, you know, he's he says guy. he's from Singapore. There's one guy that's Prince that's. An older guy. Yeah, Derek. Derek. Yeah. He's this, all right. This, I think so. Joseph Prince, I, I've enjoyed a lot of his sermons. He's got a massive church in Singapore. But, um, yeah, he says if you're praying and you don't know what words to say, if you're just making noises, he said that's fine. That's spirit giving utterance. That's his way of putting it. He says God knows what you mean from your spirit. Okay, that's different than going into church in front of everybody and starting babbling out in tongues. And um, he talks about, I think, my God, verse 18 of 1 Corinthians 14, that I speak with tongues more than you all. But, you know, quickly, what was tongues? The tongues, see, from the Tower of Babel in Genesis, the languages were confused so that people could not unite. That was the objective, that they could not unite. But in the dispensation of grace, through Christ, God wanted us to be able to unite. And He knew that, okay, there are language barriers. What do we see in Acts? Peter is up there saying at one time, but he's speaking in some kind of a language that every one of these people hears what he's saying in their own language. They all have the gift of interpretation by the Holy Spirit. This is for the purpose of communication. This isn't for showing off in church trying to make people think you're, you know, all that and they're not. Um, verse 23 says about him, if, Therefore the whole church be come together into one place and all speak with tongues, and there come in those that are unlearned or unbelievers, will they not say that you're mad? Of course they would. They're going to think you're nuts. And we're not going to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So anyway. Well, you know, at, at the Peter's sermon at Pentecost, they said, these men are drunk. And then Paul said, no, it's only 9 o'clock. They're not drunk. Right. <laughs> not only that, they said they're drunk with new wine. Yeah. Now, all these preachers say a new wine is just grape juice. got a big problem there in Acts chapter 2 because you see it that it's strongly implied that drinking new wine can make you drunk. And it would if you drank too much. 
So the teaching that the Bible is against wine or alcohol, it's just not true. Unless you're a Nazarene. There you go. And when, when you're a Nazarene, well, you can't drink king. grape juice either. That's right. You Raisins, can't eat raisins. Right. You can't eat any of that. So that's in Numbers chapter 6, I think. And you can't get a haircut. That's right. Because the barber had to leave because there was a family emergency. That's right. John was trying to get a haircut today. And Absolutely. It just came to me. Kenneth Copeland and Joel Osteen. Those are two rough ones. Those are two rough ones. Copeland's real bad. Yes. Um, he brags about being a billionaire. He brags about being worth a billion dollars. That's on the backs of gullible, foolish people Absolutely. sending him money. But God will bless their effort if they're given of a kind heart, even if he squanders it on another jet. He bought a big old fancy corporate jet off of uh, Tyler Perry recently. Anyway, um, 2 Timothy chapter 3, Verse 6, For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive, silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, this is interesting because they're not named in Exodus. Isn't that interesting? You don't know their names until you get the Holy Spirit tells you here what their names were, these magicians. For as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. I'm going to read a little more in a bit, but um, the world is not going to become a better place. Getting out there with giddy evangelism is not going to change that fact. It's not going to change what has been written. God has written to us what to expect. And because He has written to us what we should expect, that gives us hope that we're right there for the return of Jesus Christ. It's this close. Because things are going to hell in a handbasket. I don't know how far these demon-possessed liberals will push things. I think there might even be some uh, killing uh, from some of them just arguing and then getting beside themselves with rage and killing. Was that mine? Well, thank you. Okay. Appreciate you. Who's talking about? Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. She's another one. Yeah, Joyce Meyer. What a piece of work. I, I clicked through the TV back when we got TV and there she was. She was on there. She was preaching. She was strutting back and forth yeah. across the stage. And uh, she said, the first thing I do when I get out of bed in the morning is I tell Satan 
to get out of my way and I kick him down the road. I just, and she's walked, skipping along like she's kicking. Satan. She didn't have any power to do that. Not only that, it's forbidden. It is. And um, well, that's going to be in Jude. You don't, you don't bring these accusations. Even the angels that you know, said the Lord rebuked you. And they didn't say anything ugly to Satan. Why, does, why is it that God wants it that way? Probably for our own good. Yeah. If you insult one of the highest or the highest powered fallen angel in history, it might not go well for you. You have to at least respect power, even if it's evil power. You don't want to get wrapped around that axle. Yeah, poke your fingers. Tell him exactly. Even Michael said, "Let the Lord rebuke you." The Lord rebuke you. Right. Attended what? Twenty-one days or something like that. Yeah. You under rebuke Satan. You you resist him, and he will flee. Say, "No, devil, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to." go into that nightclub over there and get drunk and go home with somebody that's not my wife. I'm not going to do that. I hear you there talking. I hear you giving me the idea, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to cut this guy off in traffic just because he cut me off back there. I resist that, devil. I'm not going to do that. He wants you to take the bait. So you can resist him and he will flee according to Scripture. It's kind of like Jesus during 40 days in the desert. Mm-hmm. He, he spoke by the word, didn't he? He said, it is written. You know, Christ himself did not say insulting things to Satan. Isn't that interesting? I'm looking in the book of Jude here right quick. If anybody could, I think he could. Yeah, I, exactly. Since he created him. I mean, he created Lucifer. Verse 9, yeah, he did create him. Verse 9, it says in the book of Jude, verse 9 says, Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuked thee. So Michael is disputing with Satan over the body of Moses. But all Michael would say is, the Lord rebuked thee. He didn't bring a railing accusation against him. He just checked the Paul higher, said higher demons power. hindered him. I didn't mean that. Paul said demons hindered him. Yeah, he um, was on the way. Yeah. Uh, gave In the book a, of Acts. Satan gave him a... Uh, now that's in Second Corinthians 12. Now that's not a physical ailment. That's a. It's exactly what the scripture said. That thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, so I wouldn't Absolutely. be. So I wouldn't be. Uh, he probably was constantly buffeted. Yeah. So um, it was probably you know what Paul was asking three times that the Lord take that away. He was asking him to take away the temptation to covet which he tells us in Colossians covetousness is idolatry it's the same thing you're idolizing your neighbor's car your neighbor's truck your neighbor's dog your neighbor's wife you're idolizing you're coveting Paul apparently had that he mentions this covetousness in Romans chapter 7 he struggled with covetousness he says Lord take this away from me 
God said, my grace is sufficient for you. Yeah, he said when he was uh, persecuting the church that he was the most successful and most wealthy from it. From doing that. Yeah, most yeah. When he was going against the church. Right. They were financial. probably robbing the people that they... Yeah. He yeah, got he, financial gain from doing that? I'm oh, sure yeah. Did. They yeah, always he, did. He, he was making buku money. I did not know that. Oh, yeah, that's how they would, so. would finance. I he was present when the Sanhedrin yes. killed Stephen. Oh, and that's how he, he said I'm chief of sinners. It sure deal. sounds like it was him. Yeah, but God changed him. And as, as bad as he was, God changed him. And so when we see some people that may just not be too palatable, realize that God could change that person Absolutely. too. Absolutely. So God knows those who are his. We do not know. Um, verse 10 of Second Timothy 3 says, But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, and patience, persecutions, afflictions which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ, Jesus shall suffer persecution. You will suffer persecution if you are living the Christian life. It can be bad in times, and it can be just subtle. Subtle, like, you know, I run into it on social media. They want you put up a post that's pro-Christianity. And there's a lot of this lately because the demons are angry at Christians for, you know manipulating their Supreme Court such that they really hate Donald Trump. Now, they hate Donald Trump a thousand times more than they hated him when he was in office because they're looking at what he did. He put Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett on the Supreme Court. That's By doing that... for him to be president right there. Yeah, well, God, God used him to do that. And by doing that that damnable idea that a woman has a right to kill another person's body that's not her body that's someone else's body that's inside her not in the same blood system yeah she doesn't have that right it should have never been interpreted that way so yeah you can get persecuted you can get cursed and mocked and people laugh and you know Love them. I used to be that way. I used to mock Christians, and I sure did. I regret all that. Verse 13, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Worse and worse, the last days. Not better and better. Not as we go around the world just flailing our arms and faking that you're talking in tongues and thinking you're going to get everybody saved. And that way, Jesus will come back then. This is what they're teaching. That He's not coming back until we have shown proper stewardship over the population. That's not in the Bible anywhere. Why do they believe that? I think... These are those who say, don't tell me what's in my hot dog. 
Now granted, we just ate hot dogs tonight, but they were all beef, all beef Nathan's hot dogs, but some hot dogs are not. And you don't know what's in there. They still taste good. And you're sitting there enjoying your hot dog, and you don't want anybody to tell you what's in it. <laughs> These are the Christians. I'm not saying they're not Christians, but they're like, don't tell me what's in that Bible. <laughs> don't you tell me what's in that. I got my Jesus here. I got my Christian cross hanging from my rearview mirror. I'm the chief froster in the cupcake ministry. Thank you very much. I've packed 40 dozen shoe boxes over the years and sent them to kids that may or may not have appreciated them. But I don't want to see Revelation. That ain't going to happen. Oh, you're doom and gloom. Why do you want to be so doom and gloom? The world's getting better. We're going to make it a better place. This is a dangerous theology because it's not going to become a better place. And when it doesn't, a lot of these people are going to leave the faith. They're going to say, well, that was a dead end. And for the most part it was because you weren't believing true Christianity. Religion. They're going to get, it's exactly religion. Worse and worse, it says in verse 13, 2 Timothy chapter 3. You know, one thing that I noticed recently uh, when I was uh, talking about the Judaism and the way that <clears throat> the patriarchs, uh, uh, not the patriarchs, but the uh, administrators of Judaism at the time of Christ and quite a bit before that had fallen into a religious capsule and when you look at it it's exactly what happened to Christianity right after the church right after the church Catholicism yeah. fell right into the sun they're right there right now just like the Jews were at the time of Christ well, Jesus exactly. gave us the parable of the wheat and the tares yeah. and you're going to have that you're going to have the real wheat and growing right up with them, right alongside them, looking exactly like the wheat are the tares, the weeds. Until the time of the harvest, and they don't have any, any seed on them, they don't have any corns of wheat on them, but they're just weeds, usurpers, growing with you. In the wind, the wheat will bow over. That's what the I've heard. Yeah. And the wind is a, is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. So they're not going to allow themselves to be moved. Their tares are not in the wheat. Those but are Darnell plants. Darnell, yeah. What so did he say? He Darnell. Darnell. Darnell plant. Yeah, they look exactly the same. So you're going to always have this. Hey! Hey, how you doing? How you been getting along? Thank you. We've got coffee on, we do. Matt, I drink some cold tea. That's you good. want some cold tea? Yeah. Cold tea. Okay. Yeah. We'll hook you up. Okay. How's it been? Rough. I like that shirt. Thank you. And, you know, happy colors make you happy. Well, I turned 82 yesterday. I'm all right. Happy birthday. I didn't know that. Happy birthday. 82? 82. Wow. That is awesome. Thank the good Lord. Amen. So we're talking out of 2 Timothy. Let's this one in here. Am I? Yes, sir. You got 18 more to go and you'll be an antique. <laughs> if anybody can live to be a hunter, it'll be him. Out there weeding the garden, doing the yard all the time. Just like a young man, I see you. I just keep busy. That's just, the key. If you don't keep busy, you just spread and become couch. I wouldn't know nothing. Couch. I wouldn't know nothing about that. No. <laughs> Not me. But Second um, Timothy chapter three talks about how the Thank you. Last days 
things are going to get worse. Hey, Jerry. And um, not better, but worse. And um, for all these people that are following some twisted doctrine of Christianity, thinking everything's going to get better, they're going to be very disappointed when things continue to get worse. Let's see. Verse 13 of 2 Timothy 3. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Who have they learned them from? God, the Holy Spirit. Paul never said, I'm speaking for myself. He always said, you know, I'm, I'm speaking by the power God has given me. There's a couple of spots, though. He says, I say this, not the Lord, but I say thus and such. And then he'll go and say, the Lord says this. I'm not saying that the Lord says this. But what you've learned from reading the Scriptures, he says to keep that, keep that close. Continue in that. Verse 15, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Jesus Christ. The scriptures. They're able to make thee wise. That's where you get wisdom by reading the Bible. Unto salvation through faith which is in Jesus Christ. Verse 16 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Now, here's one place uh, I have to tip the hat to the NIV. Not that there's anything wrong with what we just read here in the King James. But when I first began to study the Word of God, I was in the NIV. That's what Christian gave me. And I didn't know one translation from another. But that says in the NIV in 2 Timothy 3 verse 16 that all Scripture is God-breathed. God-breathed. I said, that sounds great, but what does the Greek say? You look up the Greek for that verse, God-breathed. That's a literal interpretation of what's being said. God just, there it is. And the breath is a symbol for the Holy Spirit throughout Scripture. Ruach, the Hebrew. So it's given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Scripture is good for teaching and uh, teaching doctrine. It's for reproof, for showing somebody... You know, you got no. You can't think this way. For correction, you can't say that this is okay because here's Bible that says it's not okay. Or you can't say that this is not okay when here's some Bible that says it is okay. If you don't have Bible for it, you've got nothing. You can't teach anything about the Lord without Bible. You can't say God is this, God is that. I see people now. Social media forums, you know, they're 
this one lady, and I don't even know who she is, she's prominent enough that people are quoting her, she's claiming to be a, a minister, and she wrote this trite little paragraph saying that Jesus was persecuted by big government. Jesus was killed by politicians and the government. That's what happened to him. We don't need to be pretending that we know the will of God. Yeah, I wrote... Did you get coffee yet? He wanted tea. Okay. He's got... Um, there he is. So, uh, Reverend Davis is 82 yesterday. Oh, wow. All right. All right. Happy birthday. I didn't know that. We would have had you a cupcake with yeah. a candle in it. But I didn't know it. Um, Looking better all the time. Yeah. Well, when you're serving God and you're a useful servant to God, He just sustains you. We talked about this not that long ago, Reverend... Charles Stanley, Dr. Stanley, he started to have trouble cognitively and having a little bit of problems with his thinking and maybe a little signs of dementia. But you know what? He just kept preaching, and next thing you know, he's right back sharp as a razor. Well, I think he was he was getting ready to retire, but he realized then that his son is not batting for the right team. No. And so he had to kind of step into place and... Thank you. Thank you. I, Andy Stanley. I've heard some things from Andy. His son, Andy Stanley's not really a good man. Maybe he'll get there, and I hope he will. And I know his daddy's praying for him. He's 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 a good thinker on many issues. Yeah. Uh, he he makes some very good points. Well, he's he's said in like sermons before that Jesus isn't the only way to heaven. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. He said what? Yeah. He said, well, he makes that room that's Andy for Stanley. Makes room for that, other that Jesus isn't the only way to heaven. So. How could you be raised in Charles Stanley's house? <laughs> That's what I want to know. That's what Charles Stanley probably wants to know, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, unfortunately. No, because we all have our decision to make, and That's right. Daddy can't make it for you. That's right. Well, we don't expect things to get better and better. According to Scripture, they're going to get worse and worse. Go to 1 Thessalonians 4. This is the rapture chapter. Let's flip back from Timothy there a little bit. All those tea books are together. Yeah. Okay, furthermore, it says in chapter 1 of 1 Thessalonians 4. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. For you know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. What's that? Well, it's it's uh, sexual relations outside of marriage. Now, um, okay. now, what is marriage, by the way? Back in the Old Testament times, okay, uh, Abraham's going to take Sarah for a wife. So they went down, saw Sheriff Andy Taylor, and <laughs> no, they went over and saw the nearest preacher. No, 
they applied for a marriage license from the government? No. Then how did they get married? What constituted marriage? Commitment and consummation. You commit, I want you for my wife, or a woman says, I want you for my husband, and in the consummation they come together, they're married. That's what it says. Now for this reason, you know, you can be married in the eyes of the state of Nevada, as I have said before, two drunks get married by an Elvis impersonator, and they wake up, don't recognize each other, and don't remember what happened the night before. They're probably married. They're married in the eyes of Nevada, but not in the eyes of God. God's institution of marriage will not be made a mockery of. Unless you hire Ace Fraley to be your best man, and he'll let you do that. And the guitarist for Kiss, he was hiring himself out in Las Vegas, $6,000 a pop. He would come and be your best man at your wedding. <laughs> now that's $6,000 wasted. You could have put that down on your house or paid off a little debt. So people that do that, I don't expect they're taking marriage seriously either. Well, he's the best man because he got the $6,000. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely the best one there. Dude's $6,000 poor walking out of the church. Uh, uh. Well... I um yeah I guess it did this is strange what's going on now um and I'm totally changing the subject because it just hit me now Revelation talks about in chapter 13 that you would be made to worship the beast or what image, image of the beast it said the image of the beast. Alright. What does that mean? You are looking at something that is merely an image of the Antichrist. Alright. Who remembers Abba? The Swedish two guys, two gals. Well, they retired in 1982. But here in the last year and a half, they got this wild idea. Technology will, will allow us, holograms, will allow us to do an ABBA concert just like in the old days. They bring an actual band, actual musicians on stage, and these holographic Lasers generate images of all four of them stand there singing or, you know, the women sing, the men play an instrument. They sing, men sing too. Looking like they did 40 plus years ago. And you're looking at this on the TV and you can't tell really until they try to show a close-up, you can tell it a little bit. But from back away, you can't tell the real people that are standing there playing instruments from these ABBA, these four. I've seen that before. I went to a museum in Los Angeles, a museum of natural science, mm. and they had a big hologram display. <clears throat> it was amazing. They had a mayor in there sitting at a desk. When he went in there, he was looking at you. 
And as you walked across, his eyes followed you. Mm -hmm. And it was really amazing to see that technology. And that was 25 years ago. And it's so, so much better now. And it's got the Hope Diamond in there. It looked exactly like the Hope Diamond, but it was a hologram. It was like, how did they do that? Well, and That's like the Holy Spirit. If you're not enlightened, these words don't make a lot of sense to you. Yeah. And Revelation says that, it, that, the, that the Antichrist was given the power to make the, the actually the false prophet, to make that image speak. Yeah. So, so do you not see that there's this... I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying Abba's the no, Antichrist. No, just, I'm just saying this is a picture of what they can do. There's mm -hmm. other other bands are thinking of doing this now too because sure. it was a massive hit. And they put a new album out and they're in their mid to late 70s. That, that one gal's getting around with a cane. That's how old they are. And uh, I mean, they come out there during the show at, the, at some of them at the end and just wave to the crowd like royalty or something. Um, but uh, they're dubbing in the old uh, soundtrack. I believe. Yeah. Well, except on their new album, they can still sing very well. They sing well, like they the sing one that good. I saw. This guy was just like what you said, but there was a guy that kind of looked like him on stage. But when it was on the screen, it looked like the other guy. And he didn't have a reputation for singing at all. This was Simon Cowell on the Simon Cowell. America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, that's wild what they can do with technology, but we read in that revelation they can do that. Hank Williams did there, remember? <coughs> Him and his father were singing together. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's been around a good long while. They can make the image of something appear. Now, they, the military did this decades ago with lasers intersecting individual and creating individual pixels of an airplane in the sky except not one airplane a squadron of a hundred bombers flying overhead to make the enemy wave the white flag and there ain't no planes up there a lot of people believe those are the planes we saw on 9-11 Russia proved that Russia says they weren't real airplanes that hit the skyscrapers uh, George Bush was implicit in that. He's the one that caused it. He was he is one of the most evil men that's ever held that seat. Who's that? George Bush. Yeah. And if you study into it, you know you'll see. They have radar systems on some of the planes I know about that were able to duplicate themselves in the sky to make radar signatures appear as though there's many aircraft coming in here. Yeah, and they can do all this stuff. So when they were firing a missile up there... They don't know what they're shooting at. They were targeting something that was... Like wasn't even there. That's right. And yeah. That's that is really old. old but now it's getting better and better and better. And it won't be long. You know, the Antichrist is going to stand in people's living rooms and tell them what to think. And they're going to know whether it, he's going to know whether they did or not because of all this technology and these smart TVs so-called your cell phones all this stuff people are worried about a blackout and no power that's not going to happen they're worried about oh they're going to tear the internet down Satan will not do that he needs it that's the only way he can spread all this stuff so, uh, and by the way I voted for George Bush twice I didn't know any better well, I was coming, <clears throat> coming home today down 81 and I've never noticed them before, but I've seen a crane. There's like four cell towers in a row. You're coming towards us on the left. So they may be like 300 yards apart. That's and maybe something to do with this 5G stuff. That's kind of creepy, too. 
But um, I've never seen that many that close together like that. We were in First Thessalonians 4, and then I decided to get derailed on the holograms. <laughs> Abba and the holograms. Yeah. Uh, verse 4. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Your vessels, your body. Okay? Not in the lust of concupiscence. There's that word. Even as the Gentiles which know not God. Don't sleep around. That's the modern day interpretation. Stop the fornicating. You're making a mockery of the sanct of, of, of the of institution of marriage. Mocking the sanctity of marriage. Gay people are not married in the eyes of God. Now if they want to have this union and get health benefits from their so-called spouses, employer, or tax benefits, married, file marriage, whatever. You know, uh, it's just a it, legal doctrine. It is, uh, and that's, you know, God did not give me their life to live. He gave them their lives to live. And I sin maybe worse than they do. That's something I have to come to terms with before I bust on somebody for a lifestyle choice. Homosexuality is a choice. You're not born that way. Other than to say we're born a sinner, we all are. And we will find ways to sin that vary from one person to another. I mean, who'd you rather be living next to, a homosexual couple or a child molester? Massive difference. Verse 6. That no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, uncleanliness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despiseth, despiseth not man, but God, who hath also given unto His Holy Spirit. That's an interesting verse. If you are feeling rage and you despise someone, that verse tells me you're not despising the man, you're despising God. You know, God doesn't despise I don't know what it would be like to know everything mm -hmm. from the beginning to the end to know those who are yours and to know those who are not yours maybe you know, David says in Psalms 52 or 3 against thee have I sinned and thee, thee only there you go that, that fits with that verse mm -hmm. there against you alone Lord have I sinned and you only now, David did he sin against Uriah, sure. the Hittite? He did the wrong thing, <clears throat> but sinning against, I think you can only sin against God. You can do wrong to someone. I guess you, you know, if you're going to play with what you want to, what the word sin means. And Joseph said when uh, Potiphar's wife was trying to seduce him, how can I do this thing against God? Yes, and it would have been. 
Verse 9, but as touching brotherly love, you need not that I write unto you, for you yourselves are taught of God to love one another. Even if you have an enemy, there are just certain things that you just couldn't see them put through. If you have anything godly in you, starve them to death, burn them alive. I don't know. I I I I, I, I could watch a child molester burn alive. I think I can do that. I don't know. I know that God will take care. He said, vengeance is mine, that I will repay, Romans 12. He said it elsewhere. But, um, God said he has no pleasure in seeing the wicked perish. That's what he wrote. So I don't have any pleasure in seeing you perish. Sometimes we'll catch a little verse there, here and there, and realize how far we have to go. Well, the person that's doing wrong or whatever, <coughs> is it that person or is it the demon that is in the person? That person. Well, I think that you can be influenced, and it doesn't have to be a demon in you. You know, you can just hear the enemy. I don't know if some of you remember Flip Wilson, the comedian, his famous line. The devil made me do it. You know? And that was funny and all that, and everybody laughed. But it's true. The devil makes you do stuff. But he doesn't force you to do it. You have to go along with it. You know? you got to go along with it. <laughs> you wouldn't be held accountable if you had no choice. That's true. You, that's, if it weren't your fault, you wouldn't be held accountable. You're to love one another. Verse 10, And indeed you do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia, but we beseech you, brethren, that you increase more and more, and that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we command you. Well, there's another verse. Get your nose out of everybody else's business. You're not going to fix this mess down the street. Well, they're running a meth lab down there. Yeah, I said something to one of the police officers about it, and this was happening right across the street over here not that long ago. Remember that place that blew up and burnt? Yeah. That's what they thought that was. Yesterday or the day before, all the police cars was over here where the uh, garden is. Somebody said something. I don't remember though. Oh, right. are you, are you, over here where the towers. Yeah, where the towers. Where, where the water tower. Oh, I, I saw something on with word of mouth, which is a dangerous place to hang out. I but, was wondering they were growing some weed over there. They could have been. <laughs> I think it's lethal, though, isn't it? You yeah, can have four plants in Virginia now. I don't know. I tell you what, I'm just talking politicians. 
I uh, typically, because I'm very pro-gun, I'm not lined up with the liberal end of the Democrat Party. I don't agree with them. But the Richmond, Virginia Democrat legislature passed the best law that I have experienced in my 58 years. And what they did, and it's in effect now, it's last July, it started last July, it's been about a year now. The police officer cannot stop you unless it's a moving violation. He can't stop you for expired inspection. He can't stop you for tags. He can't stop you for lights out on your vehicle. As long as you've got one on the front and one on the back, if that's what the law says, they can't stop you. And that's good because, they, this is, you know, Christian got stopped out here on, on our street, 100 feet from the house with the granddaughters in the back seat of that old Pontiac we had. You know that little brake light up in the back window? Yeah. Wasn't working. Pull her over, blue lights flashing, granddaughter screaming. Stupid. I'm sorry, that's what I believe. They need to just let people live and leave them alone. So, my hat's off to the Richmond Democrats for doing that. I loved it. I loved it. That was long overdue. But then, they stopped us from getting our tax reprieve on the gasoline that the, the governor wanted. And I don't know, well, their point was, if we take the 27 cents a gallon away from the state, these retailers are just going to slap that on top of what they're already overcharging. That's probably true. <laughs> Where are we at? Study to be quiet and do your own business. That's mind your own business. Quit worrying about what everybody else is doing. Work with your hands as we commanded you. If you could do that, that would be pretty good. And I could probably name a few people that do do that. And they don't try to force their opinions and points of view onto anybody else. Verse 12, that you may walk honestly toward them that are without, those that are outside the body of Christ. You want to be a good example. And that you may have lack of nothing. Working with your hands, minding your own business, sounds to me like the word here is telling us that you won't lack anything. You'll get what you need. Verse 13, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. This means those who were Christians who have gone to sleep in Christ. They never cause them dead. Because once you're born again, you don't die. You leave this earthly body, but you're not dead. That you sorrow not as others which have no hope. I don't know what it would be like to lose someone you loved and have no hope. I guess it was the day before yesterday, or maybe yesterday. And then another one with 46. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, migrants packed in these tractor trailers. So, okay, we'll get you on into the states. And so they do. And maybe the somebody starts following them with the authorities or something, and then they abandon them. They die in these truck trailers. 
and 100 plus degree heat is probably 140 in them trailers. They can't get out. You can't unlock them from inside. Little boy, 18 months old, Chesterfield County, day before yesterday. His daddy was supposed to drop him off at the babysitter on his way to work and forgot he was in the back seat. He either came out for his lunch break or he remembered it three hours later and his, and his baby boy was dead. And he carried him home and I guess maybe he tried to revive him and he realized he couldn't. He called, I guess, the police and said, oh, this is what's happened. I'm going out back here. You're going to find my body out behind the house. And he went out there and killed himself. I, I probably would do the same I, and hope you know, for the mercy of of God. I don't know how you could live with that. Now there's a, a wife and a mother who's lost them both. Very, very sad. Things are not going to get better in the world. All these scriptures tell us things are going to get worse. We should not be surprised and we should not lose hope and we should encourage others. Say, yes, things are getting tough. Wars and rumors of wars, Jesus talked about. They're getting ready to admit Norway and Finland into the United or into NATO, North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Um, strangely, Turkey was against that. They were going to stop Finland. Finland is just Finland. Russia. I know. With an F. Yeah, it's right there on their border. They were going to stop Finland and Norway from joining NATO. See, I guess his name is Ergodon, and Turkey had been pretty tight with Vladimir Putin. And I'm sure Putin was telling him, don't you allow these nations to come into NATO. I'm going to have all these American and British military bases right there at my border. That's how that works. All these NATO countries, we're in all of them, aren't we, Ron? Yeah. So we'd be right there. Well, uh, Biden goes over and has this meeting. Him and his people go have this meeting with Erdogan of Turkey. And Erdogan walks out of there and says, Hey, guess what? I'm not going to oppose Finland and, and Norway joining NATO. So they strong armed him somehow. Vladimir Putin is mad as a hornet right now over this. He's already told them they can do away with their 30 mile buffer zone in the Syria and it ain't going to work no more. He's going to take them out. So let's think back about what we've just been reading tonight. Things worse. are getting worse, not better. So we use what's going on in the world around us to point this out to people that we love and care about, maybe they're not in Christ. Well, maybe. What, what is it this month? Is this going to go over maybe Jordan, uh, <coughs> Egypt, Turkey, and the last one is going to be Israel. It's, it has to do with this Abraham, Abraham Accord. I, I hadn't been keeping up with that, but. Um, that's when next, you can, um, thing. it's going to be this month, I think. When you see somebody glued to the to the news, 
worrying about what's going to happen in the world, oh my goodness, that is your opportunity to say, why not hide yourself in Christ? Don't, don't sit there and watch all that. God has this all under control. He's told the end from the beginning. Oh yeah, there's going to be some ugly wars. There's going to be some really, really bad ones, most notably Armageddon, which if you're in Christ, you won't see that. Except from heaven, you may see it. You won't be here. Let's, let's finish reading what we were just reading is to that effect. Verse 14 of First Thessalonians 4, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Notice it says God will bring them with him. That is when he returns to the earth to rule and reign from his throne in Jerusalem. Verse 15, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. That means we're not going to go ahead of those who have died in Christ before us. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. That sounds to me like when we are caught up to be with Him in the clouds and to be with Him forever. He's bringing with Him those of our loved ones who have passed on ahead of us. He will bring them with Him. It's almost, it sounds like he'll, He's not going to park them somewhere. They're coming. They're coming with Him to greet us, to take us up, and we will forever be with Him, wherefore comfort one another with these words. We'll be there with Him seven earthly years while this tribulation period plays out. And at the end of those seven years, when this battle of Armageddon is raging, thermonuclear war, no doubt. I mean... We'll say that after, after Big goes over and has this next meeting coming up, it's just setting the stage for the Psalm 83 to happen. For the, I think Psalm 83 may have been played out in the Six-Day War, but I can see what you're saying. Maybe so. What um, I'm, I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist, okay? But this is what I think is going on. Joe Biden is just sitting there saying and doing what he says, to do what they tell him. I think Obama and Bush are behind the scenes because those two guys are like this. They're, you think, oh, this is a Republican and a Democrat. No, they're, they're very, very tight. I, uh, I think that the shots are being called by them and maybe some others. Rich but, uh, Oh, very wealthy, rich, Bilderbergers, Rothschilds, um, those types that want the world population shrunk to a half a billion people or less 
Um, as I watch, uh, you know, and, and honestly, it makes me, it aggravates me, and it should you too, Ray, when somebody mocks someone who's having a little trouble with dementia. It should make any of us upset because there, but by the love of God, could be any of us. It's not funny. You know, he, he came out and he read the wrong side of the card. He didn't even, you know, he was reading it. It says, you walk to the podium, you stand here and you say this. That's what he was speaking. I don't know who's behind him, but I have my suspicions. It's not just one person. Well, one of the guys is named, uh, named one in the White House or the overseer or whatever. Name starts with A and I can't remember the name. I know who you're talking about. I can't remember it either, but... Um, but as we see these end time events unfold and we get a chance to talk to family members, to friends or somebody in the checkout line don't let that, don't let that scare you the Lord God has told the end from the beginning He has made a place of sanctuary for you you know what? In Jesus Christ, you're ten feet tall and bulletproof. These these events are not going to hurt you. Some people may come to Christ out of fear. The Bible talks about that. They are afraid and they run to Jesus. That's great. He's welcoming them. And Muslims, like crazy. Many Muslims are turning to Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. Heard from above, over in the. Gambia, I heard from Osman um, two days ago again, or was it three? He sounded good. He sounded good. Healthy. Yes, yeah, he, he's had his struggles, but the Lord's brought him along. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he, he keeps us in prayer. Um, he just, he feels like we do, is very close to some major event which we believe will be the return of, of, of Jesus for the church. Did he ever get his package? He never did. Nah, they steal stuff. Somebody stole it. We shipped him a big box of spices and reading glasses and a new Bible. They even sent him a card said, come down post office and get it. And he went down there to get it and it was gone. You know? Somebody else got it. Maybe they can use that Bible. Well, maybe, you know, God works in mysterious ways, doesn't he? We run long tonight, but I think we've covered some stuff that was worth talking about. Um, if anybody doesn't have anything to add, we'll join hands here and have Reverend Davis close us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day day which we had never seen before. And we don't have to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow because we know who holds tomorrow. That's right. All we have to do is put our trust in you and keep your commandments. We ask that God bless all those bereaved families all over the world, Lord. Touch them this, morning, this evening, Lord. Comfort their families, Lord. Let your angels watch over their families and, and give them peace, Lord. Comfort them. Calm them down, Lord. 
Father, we ask that thou help us to continue to love one another as you have loved us. And the only way that we can help the world is by showing love to each other. Yes. And if they see us lift you up, yes. keep your commandments, and love you like you said, then it will rub off on them. Yes. The devil can't stand that. No. It hurts them. It burns them up, Lord. Father, we ask thou bless our families. Bless each and every one that's here, Lord. Look into our hearts, Lord. If you find anything that shouldn't be, take it out. Fill us up with your love. Give us peace and joy. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.